Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is Ekta, and wow, do I have a guest for you guys today. This line is everywhere on Instagram, social media. I have been a huge fan since I first saw it a few years ago, and I, it's so surreal that I get to interview the founder. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Indy Lee, who is the founder of Indy Lee Skincare. So welcome to the show, Indy. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. It's my honor. I would love to get started by talking about your your uh, career and, and the past and what led to this amazing skincare line. Sure. Um, you know, most people at this point know I didn't start in beauty. My background is actually in finance. I was very blessed to have an incredible career um, with HBO. Yes, home box office. Back when Sopranos and Sex in the City were all the rage. And now Ooh. I've, yes, and now I've aged myself. <laughs> but okay. I left um, because I realized I really didn't love finance anymore. And I wanted to spend more time with my children and um, really got back to basics. I have a very large greenhouse in my backyard and was growing edible flowers and starter plants for um, various different schools. And in 2008, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, wow. And um, realized that a lot of my ailments that I had had were autoimmune and um, could no longer work in the greenhouse or the farm that I kind of put under production. But I'm a type A personality. I believe everything happens for a reason. And my yeah. sister announced she was pregnant. So I started to make some products for her to unveil at her baby shower. Never, ever in my wildest dreams did I think that that would be like the start of something. Yeah. And despite everybody said, oh, my gosh, this is what you do. You should do. And I'm like, you know, it was 2008. People weren't really thinking about that. They were very interested in organic food and making you know, where their food source came from. But they yeah. really weren't thinking about beauty. And I was like, no, there's no way. Clean beauty, you know, natural, natural, you know, for babies. Come on. And yeah. um yeah, it's interesting. The universe was trying to tell me a sign. And so about a month after the baby shower, when I shared all those products that I made for my sister, using some of the ingredients I was growing in my backyard, I started to lose my vision mm -hmm. and um, went immediately to my, my internist and said something is up. And he immediately sent me for an MRI. And 45 minutes later, he called and said, you need to come in. And I said, fine, what is it? He said, we'll go through it when you get here. And I said, you know, Peter, I know that's never a good sign. So just tell me what it is before I start Googling and I'll see you in a few minutes. And I said, yeah. my keys are in my hand. And he said, you have a brain tumor. I said, I'll see you in 15 oh, minutes. Wow. Wow. And, you know, that was November 4th, 2008. And I will tell you, that was probably the most powerful, impactful day of my life because it was the day that I realized up until that moment, I wasn't, I was really a passenger in my life and I wasn't an active participant. I'd like to say I was a check the boxer. Yeah. You know, yeah, here, yeah. Really going through my life, checking the boxes and not really thinking about, you know, what it meant to live. And I said, well, from this, this day forward, I'm going to live with purpose and passion and really be present. But I knew, honestly, I knew that something incredible was going to happen from yeah. this. And um, by the time I got to the doctor's office, I said, I'm in a great place don't worry. What is it? And he said, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. look like cancer. And it wasn't. Um, but he sent me to see specialists, went up and down the East Coast, was told um, I could have as little as six months to live and, you know, really spend time getting my affairs in order and spending time with my children who were very young at that point. 
And I, you know, I would say, no, that's not the end. That's not how this is going to go. And it's interesting when I went to my neuroendocrinologist and I said, how is this happening? Nobody in my family has anything like this. That's when he said, we're seeing more and more of these things tied to the environment. I'm like, environment, you know, I eat organic food out of my greenhouse. I am in great physical shape. What are you talking about? And he said, well, yes, those are all part of your environment. He said, let me ask you a question. What do you put on your skin? What did your mother put on her skin when she was pregnant? We know babies are born with a toxic load. And that was like that light bulb, what I we call my awakening. And I yeah. said, oh my gosh, here I was really thinking about what my next step in my life was. And everybody's saying I should start a line, you know, and I was thinking, I'm not going to create a line for children. What are you talking about? And that's when I realized this is much bigger and realized the lack of regulation. And I said, I'm going to find a doctor who's going to do surgery. I am going to create a line that's safe, that's effective, that looks beautiful on a shelf. And then I'm going to empower people to live their most authentic and healthiest life. And um, fortunately for me, I uh, found a doctor who said, I'll do surgery. And I said, let's go. April 22nd, Earth Day, walked into the surgical suite, said, day is a great day to live, put on some kick tush music. And uh, many hours when I woke up, I was able to see completely. And the doctor said, they got everything. Welcome to your life. And a month later, I turned on the website and I haven't really turned back. Oh my gosh. Talk about inspiration. I mean, sheesh. Wow. I mean- First of all, you know, massive kudos to you. I cannot imagine how scary that must have been initially. And then to have the courage to go through it with a positive mind and a positive outlook, that is phenomenal. So really, you know, hats off for that. That's beautiful. Thank uh, you. you know, and I, and, I, and I completely agree with you. I think that's, that was such an interesting question that your doctor asked about what you put on your skin. That's, so- uh, you know. So like actually modern and not the way doctors really thought at that point. And just to, you know, I realized because the reason why I created products for my nephew was because I knew that, you know, there really wasn't a lot of um, regulation, let's put it that way, going into it. And I wanted something that I felt safe and comfortable putting on my nephew's soon to be tush. And so I knew what was going on, but I didn't think of it in the grander picture, nor did I think that I could be someone who could start a line. Did I think like, who am I to do that? Talk about imposter syndrome. Like, who am I? I'm an accountant. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I think that's a lot when people said, oh, that's what you should do. When I was creating that little thing to just unveil at my sister's baby shower, that was all. Yeah. And um, I think I just didn't have the courage. And, you know, once I got the diagnosis and doctor said it would have been something as simple as put on my skin. It was like that light bulb. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. I get the sign. I understand. This is what I need to do. And um, they say ignorance is bliss because I really didn't look back. You know, I just yeah. said, okay, let's do it. So while you I was know, waiting, I, while waiting yeah. to find a doctor, I was formulating. Wow. Wow. I mean, so, you know, that's the thing though. You know, I noticed that when people go through things that are like, it's true adversity, you know, you don't have anything to lose at that point. And in those moments, unfortunately, as unfortunate as they are, some of the most, you know, enlightening moments occur, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think, you know, that's such a, that's such a blessing that you had this like insight coming from this, like, you know, terrible thing that was going on. I mean, that's, 
that's that's beautiful so i you know i'm very very impressed and very inspired um that you've been through this yeah no and i want to talk about you know i want to dive into the line more because your line is you know it's so beautiful it's such a great skincare line i know that every product is designed with so much like i can just tell you've you've really mastered you know the, the just being intricate and really focusing on what consumers need so i want to talk to you about the whole process of that and you know, like, where did you like start? Like where I know, like, you know, there's like formulas and like labs, but where did you really start? I am. It's interesting. You know, the first they say, you never forget your first. And my first was the coconut citrus scrub, which is still in the line today. Um, You know, when I was formulating, you know, I was kitchen formulating. I was like, you know, I wasn't using a lab. I was trying to figure it out on my own. And I had developed RA and I had, um, I was taking chemotherapy. My skin was so dry, so itchy. And I really wanted something to help combat that dry skin and feel really hydrated and moisturized. So I created the coconut citrus scrub and, um, you know, (laughs) it did the trick. And I said, okay, then let's, you know, let's see what else do I need in my routine that I want that I'm not necessarily finding out there. So the first parts of our brand were really in the body care And then, you know, once I was able to start working with, I would say, a true chemist um, and a lab, uh, that's when I start to go more into the facial products because that's stuff that, you know, you really need. Although, you know, squalane was one of those things where I said, what does our skin produce naturally? Recognize it was part of your sebum. And that's when I said, let me come out with a squalane facial oil. That's just squalane. Yeah. Um, But otherwise, the rest I really needed, um, you know, I needed a chemist, but I, I started with what was missing out of my routine and how can I get something that's effective and beautiful and kind of took it from there. I love that. And, you know, I love that you did not leave science behind on this journey because, you know, like when I, I remember when I first saw your co uh, co Q10 toner, Uh I was so impressed. I was like, this is awesome. Like, I love that, you know, the, the line is so focused on science and I was super like geeking out, you know what I mean? From the science aspect. <laughs> I geek out too. Papers. Yeah. I mean, you know, it just, it made me like as a consumer, not only did I appreciate that you were doing this, you know, um, from a, the brand's perspective, but as a consumer, I felt like, wow, this is making me want to look up things, you know, and the research. And that's and the, it. And the, yeah. yeah, it yeah. can be very confusing. And I think in this you know, day and age, there's so much confusion, you know, clean, green, natural, derived, you know, what does it mean? Is it really worth it? Is yeah. it hype? Is it fear mongering? And it's it really scary. And you know what? The truth is you you do you, you know, I'm an 80, 20 gal, but I wanted my skincare to be, you know, to have some of the purest ingredients. I wanted them to be sourced sustainably. I wanted to make sure that we were manufacturing in a lab that had that same ethos as us. Um, That's why we went and got Cosmos certified. And we think there are 14 products that are now Cosmos and growing. Um, And so for me, it was really about the science. How do we take nature and then use science to amplify it? And do what's best for consumers and not, and, and not come from a sphere perspective because you you know what, there's, there's no need. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. this whole thing is, are there chemicals in it? Yes. Water is chemical. Everything is a chemical. Everything. Like, yes. Oh exactly. my gosh. It drives exactly. me insane. You know, well, see, that's the, seen. that's the knowledge aspect, right? And I mean, it's like, you know, you have to realize that, the, you know, for me, like when I was an influencer, I actually, I, I, not lying, like when I was exploring your, like I said, the CoQ10 toner, mm-hmm. it actually inspired me to do a post as an influencer about um, the science behind it. And, you know, I, and I realized like people, you know, I got a lot of comments on that post and they were like, oh, I had no idea. And I was like, see, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things in nature that are so untapped and they're so, yeah. I mean, for, you know, for God's sakes, we got penicillin from nature. You know uh, what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Like, that's why I'm just not like, you know, a lot of, I have so much respect for dermatologists. I have so much respect for the medical profession. Obviously I'm part of it. And, you know, I understand that we want everything that's like, you know, proven by like 15 clinical studies, but it's like true innovation happens when someone, you know, like for example, you as an entrepreneur, take that step and say, you know what, we're going to try this and let's see what happens. And when you get real results, you know, that's just it for me. It's what I'm trying to say to consumers is, Listen, you don't need to sacrifice anything by having this product, right? You're not losing out on efficacy. You can see the ingredients that we're using. We're we're using science, right? Science research. We're doing it in, uh, you know, in a CGMP um, lab. Our labs are Cosmos. You know, like we're going through this so that you don't need to so you can feel confident, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that you can't mix and match. That doesn't mean that I'm afraid to use things that aren't natural or things that are synthetics. There's beautiful, clean synthetics out there. Listen, yeah. I took chemotherapy for years for my yeah. rheumatoid arthritis. I'm taking medication now. And you know what? We've got to get away from this fear mongering. I'm just giving you options. Yeah. And allowing you to make the choice that's best for you. You know, I like to say, I know the risk. I make the choice. And that's all I'm trying to do is give consumers another lens to look at beauty through. And then they can make the choice. Absolutely. And, you know, it's like, you know, choice is freedom, you know, and the more options we have, that's true freedom. And I absolutely 100% agree with you, you know, and and another thing, you know, I just want to say, especially with like autoimmune disorders for anyone listening out there, like, you know, those are extremely difficult disorders to treat. The medications are actually very harsh on the body. You know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of debate in the medical community about, you know, um, the standard allopathic approach to treating things like rheumatoid arthritis or Hashimoto's or, you know, any autoimmune disorder. So, you know, I've noticed in the last few years, people are finally understanding that there is value in, you know, a holistic approach to everything. 100%. And that doesn't mean that when something doesn't work holistically, I'm not going to go to conventional, but I'm going to take a look and see what's available to me. And when it came into formulating skincare products, I looked and I said, there's so much beautiful clean, green chemistry out there, why not use it? Why yeah. not harness this? You know, when you're using, you're, you're getting salicylic acid and you can have it derived from wintergreen. Why not make that choice if it's effective? You know, right. same thing like colic from caviar lime. Why not use that? I'm not here to say one is right, one is wrong. I'm just going to share with you why I chose the ingredients that I've chosen. 
Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it makes total sense to me. And I know that there's a huge debate in the industry right now, especially everyone's talking about clean beauty versus green beauty versus, you know, uh, clinical grade skincare. And I'm sitting here thinking like, you know, in my head, I always think, well, if we want to talk about green beauty, we should focus more on the the derivatives of, you know, plant-based products, right? Like yeah. plant-based things. And there's no shame in that. That doesn't mean that it's it's something that's just whipped up in a kitchen and has no, right. no medical backing or scientific backing. No, it just means that we're going to nature and saying there must be something that exists in exactly. nature that can help us. And so I think it's a it's a very interesting conversation. And especially, you know, when I see brands such as yours that are so well-crafted and that are really doing this the right way, it makes me, you know, it, it really makes me want to like push you know my medical colleagues in the direction of just open your mind you know what I mean open the mind think about it in a way that you know so many years ago we didn't know about so many therapies that are now approved that once again you know restating what I said they came from nature so yeah like I love that I really love that now you know I want to move on and talk to you about like um you know I know you have a huge range um in your line and I absolutely I love that I think it's great because there's something yeah, because there's something for everybody. But, you know, one thing um, I just want to get your opinion on is right now there's a lot of talk about like minimalism and skincare mm-hmm. and like all this stuff. So how do you like see that, you know, in terms of like a consumer going onto your website and then trying to pick out like a routine from the Sure. From yeah. Ex- really great question. And I, by the way, I'm all for it. You know, I don't think you need to have the 20 zillion step. If that's what you're into, great. But I don't think you necessarily need to and certainly um, age can play a part of it. Genetics can play a part into it. So for me, when we started to look at the line, we wanted to make sure that we were addressing different skin focuses. So like concerns. So yeah. you'll see, we have a range that's called face for all, and that's really any skin type, you know, obviously if you, if you have a sensitivity to say strawberries, our brightening cleanser has strawberry seed oil. So maybe that's not the one for you, but really it's, It's for, you know, the combination skin. Some people who have tend to be more acne prone can still use it, et cetera. So then Mm -hmm. we have a line that is really dedicated to those who have um, skin sensitivities. So I'll give you an example. I don't. I have normal to combination skin, but I love, absolutely love the soothing cleanser. So that cleanser is what I'm going to use, but it's formulated for those who have sensitivities or actual true sensitive skin so that they can feel comfortable trying that. Right. You have the clarity line. Clarity is for, let's face it, people who are trying to get to a more clear complexion. And so that's really things that are addressing imperfections, maybe people who tend to have more breakouts, et cetera. So the way the line is, we have a lot of different, like say we'll have three cleansers, but there are their focus is for different skin concerns. So you can just say, wow, you know, I have more sensitive skin. We have three products. We have a moisturizer, we have a a serum, and we have a cleanser. And that plus the CoQ10 could be all you need. Right, right, exactly. And so it's kind of addressed like that. And then we have the wellness products and the body products. And that is using uh, aromatherapy, Try saying that five times fast um, <laughs> using those practices. And that's the scent pattern that you will have in those practice in those products. So for example, the sleep collection, the yeah. scent is, you know, vetiver, lavender, lavendulin. So again, you're taking the properties of those botanical extracts to kind of 
um, I would say give a nod, like, you know, obviously we have an olfactory gland and how do we use the time and tried practices of aromatherapy into the products? So, you know, you have three different um, body washes, but there are three different scent profiles, depending if you're looking for energize, right? Mm -hmm. Or which might have citrus or sleep or de-stress, which might have some eucalyptus. So just using those scent profiles um, Mm -hmm. for those products. So it's a little bit different the way we're looking at it. But um, I think once you you spend some time looking at your line, you're like, oh, that now makes sense. You know, I'm not saying you need 50 different products. I just want to make sure that, Somebody who has, you know, struggled with, you know, maintaining a clear complexion, we're giving them the tools that they can use. If somebody is like myself, who's, you know, closer to 50, (laughs) um, you know, I'm going to look towards things that are going to boost radiance. And so going to use the products from that line. And so that's kind of how we've broken it out. Yeah. And I love that. And I also love that you brought up um, the body care, um, you know, products, because I, I recently have been like very much geeking out over like, you know, the value of aromatherapy in terms of just neuronal, um, just neural plasticity and yes. just how our brain works. And yes. I found so much research actually that's linking because, you know, for example, like we know a lot about our pituitary gland, you know, and this is very linked to autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, we know about our pituitary gland, we know it, but we know very little about the hypothalamus. So there were some studies and they, they're really talking about how, you know, um, there are like, you know, there are certain things that are um, elicited in terms of like, you know, smell elicits like yeah. an upregulation of certain hormonal secretions. Exactly. And you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Very Science fascinating. is so, and for someone who, I mean, listen, I, autoimmune, you're speaking my language. I'm proud to be a member, um, a board member for the Autoimmune Association, um, ARDA. I, and you know, my brain tumor was coming off of my hypothalamus. So I, you're, you and I are right in line a hundred percent. And, you know, the other thing we've done is really taken those all, you know, this routine and given you four steps where you're going to prep your skin, you're going to, you know, perfect your skin. So it's like the, the cleanser, the toner slash exfoliation, then your serums, which are like targeted and then a moisturizer. We've given you that. So you can say, okay, complete the ritual. Here's four steps. You can buy products that way too. So really trying to make it very user-friendly and not so overcomplicated. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, one thing that I want to just point out to everyone listening is that, you know, I know there's a lot of conversation around like clinical trials and, you know, just like medically based research when it comes to skincare. But like one of my biggest arguments, you know, towards my colleagues who are on the other side of it um, is that, you know, what do you, what do you prefer? A, a study done on mice or, a, or something that's so organic where a brand is putting out products and then you have real people reaching out, giving reviews on those products, telling you that this worked for me, this helped me, this helped clear up my acne, this helped, you know, clear up my hyperpigmentation. I value that a lot, you know what I mean, as a medical professional, because part of our training is you have to listen to the patient. And I think every consumer, you know, there's a patient aspect to every consumer that, you know, indulges. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. You know, the way I'm going to react to an ingredient, a product is going to be different than how somebody else does. And I, and I completely agree with you about the, you know, testing on mice. That's why we're cruelty free. I'm like, there are different ways to test ingredients and products these days. It's no longer necessary for us to do trials like that. 
Um, and, and the other thing is you're absolutely right. You know, that's why we have reviews. You, you know, go look at it. Now there are products like our eye wake and eye serum where we've had clinicals done and we made sure that they were using like tool testing. So people understand, you know, okay, is it really doing anything? You know, so we had clinicals where like for our eye wake and eye serum, 100% of the consumers over four weeks saw the tool test, corneometer test, saw an improvement in moisture levels. And so giving people that knowledge, but for me, again, it comes down to personal preference and really looking at how people who have similar skin concerns as you, how, what are they saying? What are they seeing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I I completely agree. And I think that, you know, just it's beautiful that you guys have such a good range and that it's so I find it to be very, very inclusive. You know, I think your your line is very inclusive. Yeah. And, you know, that's also a topic I know that comes up a lot in the beauty industry is inclusivity. And, you know, I think skincare is one of those places where it's like, yeah, you know, inclusivity is just something that is naturally done, right? So it's like, you know, when I look at a line like yours, I'm like, there's something here for everybody. And, yeah. you know, that that's a beautiful thing. That's something that, you know, it gives you a good feeling to be able to say, oh, mm-hmm. I can go onto Indie Lee's website and find exactly what I need, you know, Thank and that's, you. yeah. And that's yeah. so important to me. This was never just meant for products for myself. This was for men, women, trans This is for, you know, every skin tone. You know, I really wanted people to feel that this was a line that was formulated for them and with them in mind and realizing that not everybody's skin is the same. So let's do it by concern and focus. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I just want to, I want to tell this story actually. And I think you'll appreciate it because like, you know, my, for example, my parents are, you know, they're raised in rural India. So, you know, there, there's very little medicine, like allopathic medicine available on those, you know, on those levels. Um, And so I remember my mother had a story, you know, she had something with her eyes that was happening. I think it was like dryness or, you know, a skin concern. Right. Right. And, and at that time, someone, some foolish person, like the village medic or something gave her something that was actually a a pesticide. Oh my god! And she put it on her eyes and she was so lucky to not like lose her eyesight. And, you know, and I think about things like that because I'm like, you know, I've seen, what happens when you, you know, like when there are not options available for small things, you know what I mean? It can cause a lot of problems. And, you know, to be able to live in a world where we do have products like this, I think that's a privilege. You know, that's a huge privilege. I agree. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I realize that I'm so lucky to be able to have and put out what we have. And I understand there's a price, the price point, you know, sometimes it can be more expensive and that's why we can do sales and things like that. Um, But I agree it, we live in, we live in a time and a place where there's such a plethora of products out there for every price range, which is so incredible we are so blessed to be able to have access to all of these different products these days. And that's why I'm always saying it's not my products versus somebody else's. We can all rise with the tide. My, my personal hope is that people are just going to do the research and read what's in their, you know, read what's in their products, just like they would read what's in their food that they're eating. 
Exactly. No, I totally agree. And I think that's, that's very logical of you, you know, that's very logical. And I hope that, you know, all the consumers out there, all of you listening, like, you know, you, you got to do your research, you know, you got to do your research, you got to figure out what your body needs and, and go with, you know, go with the options that suit you. I mean, if you, like you mentioned earlier, if you're allergic to strawberries, Mm-hmm. Don't go buy a cleanser that has strawberry seed oil That's in it. You just know what I mean? It. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's the reason why I, you know, it's so funny. It's the reason why I've always you know, said, don't use the word non-toxic. Yes. I understand what people are trying to get at, but what's toxic for me might not be toxic for you. So if you're allergic to peanuts and you're eating peanuts, that's yeah. toxic. Exactly. I don't exactly. have that. So I can go ahead and either way, but you know what I mean? It's ever, it's so personal. You cannot put this blanket statement. I mean, right. yes. Okay. Maybe arsenic poisonous, but you know what I mean? Like right. no, toxic, <laughs> toxic first, not toxic. Um, right. I just, I, that's another thing where we're, again, we've got to stop with the fear mongering. Yeah. And toxicity is that it's, it's a, it's a pharmaceutical term that implies, you know, a, a whole different idea than I think what people right. understand. You Absolutely. know, you can't you can't just throw words out there. I mean, go you know, if no. you open a pharmacy book, like a you know a farm book, they're going to tell you exactly what toxicity means. You know, exactly. And that's oh, so I have my physician's desk reference behind me. Exactly. So, <laughs> and I think that's the conversations we need to start having and stop using these these terms that yeah. scare people and make them question their choices. And I think we need to be honest about it. And I do think that, you know, a lot of, listen, I know myself and I know other brands, conventional and, and clean, we're still getting tests done. You know, like we have patch tests done and stuff to make sure that you feel comfortable putting it on your skin, et cetera. So I I think there's also that thought that perhaps cleaner or maybe independent beauty brands aren't necessarily having those tests done. Um, And I just, that's not necessarily the case. Now I can't speak for, you know, every brand, et cetera, but I can speak for mine. I know the amount of stability testing. I know the patch testing that goes in for it to make sure before we ever bring it out, that it has been tested for safety. Right. Right. And that's, that's, you know, that's all you can do at this point. You know, there's a lot of, and, you know, I think that's another point, you know, it's interesting that you, you say that because a lot of people are like, well, you know, it's not, it's not proven in this way or that way. Well, I'm like, well, the FDA has a lot of things on their plate. You know what I mean? They're not going to be able to go through every skincare product and be like, this is approved and this is approved, but they're not disapproving either. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. The onus is on the brand really. It's, which is very different than Europe where, you know, consumers actually have a say, you know, if, if, uh, you know, okay, you're not allowed to have that ingredient. You know, there's so many banned and they'll have to be pulled from the shelf. It's very different here in the U.S. And that's why I want people to be mindful and understand what the process is so they can make the decisions that they feel the most comfortable with. It's okay. never been for me about telling you what you can and cannot, should and should not do. Who am I to say that for anybody <laughs> other than my own self? Right. Any of us, you know, that applies to all of us. Um, one question I do have though, is, yeah. you know, your decision to partner up with Sephora, because that's where I actually really discovered your line with Sephora. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, what led to that? Well, how did you decide to go with Sephora and, um, you know, what, all the things that led up to that? You know, for us, again, it's about allowing our brands or pro- I would say giving people availability for those and access to the products. 
And let's face it, Sephora is fantastic. They have such a wide distribution. And so this allows us to get our products into people's hands that they might not be able necessarily to find. A lot of people like to try your product before they do it. So, you know, making sure we have access um, to the public, whether it's here in the U.S., or our, you know, Sephora overseas as well has been a wonderful partnership where, you know, we have, I don't know that we would have had such a wide distribution in, um, in Australia and in Singapore and Indonesia and Malaysia. And it's just been incredible that Sephora would take a chance on, you know, an indie brand like mine overseas as well as domestically. So for us, it was really about finding right partners. And this is how we work with all retailers is making sure it's a great partnership for both sides um, yeah. and it's the right fit and, um, and then finding ways to support them as well. Yeah. For us, I, it was I an amazing that. opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great business decision and I, I, you know, I'm so glad because that's how I discovered you. So, <laughs> you know, I love Sephora. I love uh, Indie Lee. I love everything about your brand. And I, you know, I really, really want to say like, you know, job well done, you know, thank and you. Oh yeah. my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> no, truly and truly. And, you know, I think, you know, it, it, credit needs to be given where it's due and your line is definitely one that's always stood out to me, you know, in terms of the ingredients, in terms of the packaging, every aspect. I mean, it's just like I said earlier, it's very well crafted. So, you. you know, I yeah, love what um, I do and I love the community <laughs> that we're building as a result. I mean, I've always said for me, part of it was obviously to create this option of a line, but it was also to empower people to go out there and live their healthiest life and be present and be passionate and not be like myself learning at 37 that it could all be over and really going out and grabbing life. And um, I guess I, I really do think I'm the luckiest person that I get to do that every day. And, you know, it's not just me. I would never be able to do what we've done without this incredible team that I have that are really my family. So yeah. I mean, really the kudos go to them for continuing to support me and my dreams. I love that. That's so beautiful. I love that. Yeah, they're yeah, amazing. Um, so everyone listening, I know you've already heard of Indie Lee Skincare, but if you have not, I really urge you check them out. Um, leave us some feedback, some comments. Um, if you have any questions for my, for me or Indy's team, leave them in the comments section. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity. This has been so lovely. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. I love talking about this stuff. So this is amazing. <laughs> we'll have to do it a part two then. I absolutely. would love it. I would absolutely honor that. Oh, love that. Okay, guys, I will be back next time. Hey guys, this is Ekta. I just wanted to pop in before the episode and give a huge shout out to all the listeners out there that have given me some amazing feedback when it comes to um, the career advice that they've gotten from her show. This is so warming for my heart because this is one of the biggest goals I had was to provide a resource for not only um, beauty lovers and skincare lovers, but also for young and aspiring um, professionals in this industry. So I hope that you guys get a lot from this episode and all of our other episodes keep sending us the feedback keep sending us your comments we love hearing from you and yeah i'll let you enjoy this next one coming up thanks guys